0: Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. Our whole theme is that you will never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it, right? And I'm talking to people who have done what they needed to do to get where they want to go. I'm so, so, so excited for today's guest. Debbie Heiser has been in my mastermind that I met. Let's see, I met uh, Debbie in January, Randomly, because we both signed up for the same mastermind. And it's one of those situations where you look at somebody and you're listening to them talk, and you're going, I am so different from this person. And she is absolutely amazing. Like it was just, it's like watching the opposite of you almost. And Not that we don't have the same opinions about things, but just the way that we kind of approach things and the way that we live our lives and our experiences have been pretty different. So I'm so excited for you to join me today. Um, Why don't you give people a little bit more formal introduction as to who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, Erin, thank you so much. And I am really honored to be here and you're one of my favorite humans. So it's really good to be able to spend some time with you. And as you said, we met back in January. Um, But what I do, my name is Debbie Heiser and I, what I tell people is that I'm a cheap igniter. And what that simply means is I, what I love to do and what ignites me is that I love to spark people's passions And then help them ignite that into a business or their life period. And I work both on the internal and the external game plan and internally digging into some things and figuring out why, why we haven't done it before. Cause we're all smart women, men and women and, but what's holding us back, what stops us from stepping in. And so that's kind of my specialty. And then we get into the nuts and bolts of business planning and all that kind of good stuff. So
0: nice. And, and you know, the stuff you're talking about is a lot about what I talk about as well, but what I thought was so different about us that was intriguing to me was the spiritual background of it all. And it's not that I don't believe it all, but it's certainly not front and center in my work. Yeah. You, it feels much more right there in front of things. So what was the inspiration for you to get to do what you're doing? I mean, where did this you know, open-ended question, where did it all come from, right?
1: Actually, it's interesting how things come full circle <clears throat> because I got my master's degree at Gonzaga University in organizational leadership. And I have an emphasis in servant leadership. Now there's a a big misnomer about that word servant kind of gets people. It's not lay down and let people walk all over you. It's about courage. It's about resiliency. It's about having those tough conversations because you love people. So I took this class um, called foresight and strategy, and it really encompasses a lot of the work that I do where it's about stepping out of your mind a little bit. I know a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we live in our minds, we're analytical, we figure things out, we're data driven. um, You know, we're making decisions all of the time. And so it's about stepping out of your head and getting in tune with your whole, your whole self. So your heart, which is actually smarter than your brain, and your will or spirit. So whatever that means for people, some people, it's universe, some people, it's God, some people, it's Buddha. For me, it's God but it's about i say it's about slowing down to speed up sure and try you know like really taking that time because there's a difference between prediction and foresight
0: mm.
1: like i can predict based on where i live that there will be four seasons right and because that happens every year and it's based on the past foresight is about leaning in and and really looking towards the future and then in some ways And I say some lightly, but creating that future, right? So that, that foresight of what's happening and there've been times and I tell people, it's kind of like, this is a really watered down version, Erin, but if you've ever thought of somebody and then later that day, you get a phone call from them, right? Right. That's that collective wisdom and that connection. That's that intuitive foresight that tends to happen.
0: So for me and my um, knowledge of this type of information, this type of teachings and studying is relatively new. I call my version of mindset street level mindset, because I'm really about what do I need to do to overcome what's holding me back so I can get to do what I want to do. Were you always into this type of thing it's so funny I meet all these amazing people who are you know I have. A, I don't know if you listen but Shana Woods is an accountant with turquoise hair and believe like she calls herself the unicorn accountant because she was so far from this type of the thought process before were you always like this or did this come later
1: That's a great question, Erin. And I would say a little of both. And what I mean by that is I've always been um, someone that's been tapped into my spirit and tapped into my source. But I never, I was always in my head. I was very analytical. I was very action, you know, that male, female, I was very action oriented What do I need to do? How do I need to do it? What checklist can I check things off of? How can I plan and organize to get this done? And I would say actually up until, I guess it's been about this last decade has been when I've really started to tap in and more so the last couple of years tap into the feminine side. Mm -hmm. And for me, that, that source and that heart. And so it's mindfulness, bodyfulness, spiritfulness, um, heartfulness. When I'm tapped into those four segments, it's about the ability to receive and then take the action. And sometimes it's the opposite. You take the action and then you receive.
0: So as somebody who also is very much make a list, get it done, type of analytical action taker, and I always called my, what I did, instinct. I didn't really know what was going on in the background. I just always knew what to do. I don't know why. And I always really attributed it to the fact that I had enough confidence in myself to know that I would make it work. But was there a catalyst for you that made you with, you know, sometimes I think it's age. Sometimes I think it's frustration. Like I hit the end of my rope with what wasn't working. So you become open to any idea at that point. Was there a catalyst for you?
1: Yeah. And actually, Erin, I want to touch on something you just said, and then I'll answer your question. So uh, part of what you said was that your kind of instinct right and you go off of that instinct and that instinct really is your intuition but what what you said was really important that you had the confidence to know that you could get it done and that's the whole self-worth piece and that's the the fact that you know you can go do this and you have to have that in order to step into it so I just had to say that because sure, was a- no, absolutely because I do
0: know you're, you're right. I meet all sorts of people who don't take action on their ideas because they just don't think they can do it.
1: Yeah. And I've been one of those people, you know, I mean, I know you and I've sat there and talked about it before and it's like, okay, when are you going to get that great program going? Heiser? And
0: I, and I will be the first one to tell you, I have absolutely no reason or idea as to why, where did the confidence come from? I, yeah. I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And who knows, that's a whole other conversation over a glass of wine (laughs) between you and I. But uh, when I look at the catalyst, the catalyst really was this class for 537. And what comes full circle is now I'm teaching that class. Um, And it's part of, of who I am and the makeup of who I am. And that started, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit, even though I was in corporate, And so that class happened. And then honestly, there was a huge awakening. I know you've had Amira on your program. I know you and I both are in one of her programs. But I attended um, an Unstoppable Woman conference in 2018. And I know I've heard you say before on some of your podcasts, you just got tired of your own crap. And... (laughs) I was just tired of my own crap. And I go to this conference and she says in this narrowed, like, what do you want? And then you try to like, she goes, nope, what do you want? And I realized I wanted to step out from behind the mask. You talk a lot about the Midwest. I came from the Midwest. There is this like culture that you do what other people expect you to do. And I was just tired of that crap. And so that started this this journey. And I've gone through a whole lot of things that... Um, required me to have some faith and required me to step into and have confidence. And honestly, Erin, it wasn't necessarily easy. I've been a confident person, but in corporate, I was super successful. But when you do step out, because I was doing this as a hobby, when you step out and do your own thing and you're your own entrepreneur. There are times the imposter syndrome, I mean, you know, you're shaking your head too, where I had to surround myself with people that believed in me more than I believed in myself.
0: Well, it, yeah. And one of my big things, and and it, what I say this all the time, so you brought it up and I'm sure you've experienced it. Everything that makes you successful, not everything, but so much of what makes you successful in a corporate environment will just kill your efforts as an entrepreneur.
1: It just doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing because it took me five years as an entrepreneur to realize I didn't have to work eight to five Monday through Friday. And if I wanted to go ski for two hours on a Monday morning, I could go freaking ski.
0: Oh my God. I had that same problem, except the business that I first started when I, my first entrepreneurial journey had a weekend aspect to it. And it took me like two years before I finally just said, well, if I work the weekend, it really is okay to like take off Wednesday and you don't know what to do with yourself.
1: Yeah, it's like this culture shock. It's like we've been drinking this Kool-Aid for so long that it's this super structure. And I will tell you that I work with a lot of clients on that because we have these work stories. You know, just like we have our money stories, we have our work stories too. You know, get all of your homework done before you can play. Well, there can be a really good, I don't call it balance because I think we set ourselves up, but I think it's a work-life satisfaction.
0: I use satisfaction. I don't use the word balance either because balance to me immediately draws in a image of a teeter totter. Which is like a 50-50 situation. And it's never 50-50. As long as it's all working and happy, I'll I'll use the word harmony. As long as it's all going together, we all, you know, it's never, it's very seldom 50-50. It's 70-30 in one direction, it's 60-40 in the other. It's constantly moving. But as long as you can strike the harmony of it.
1: That's I love that word harmony. Well, and to go back to your question, it, it wasn't always I didn't always think this way. I always have had faith and I've always known, like I've had some di- divine downloads before where it's I had made a decision and then it's like, nope, my gut is telling me that's not the right way to go. But when you talked about confidence, to me, that's an important piece, because we also learn through cultural norms, family norms, not to trust our own instincts not to trust our own discernment. And so, you know, learning to trust your own inner voices is really important. And it took me some time to get to that point. And now that I have, I mean, I I love life. And yeah, last night I'm watching the Chiefs play the Raiders and grading papers at the same time. And I don't care because it's perfect, right?
0: Right. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet Podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at Erin at com. I love how you say that, you know realizing what that instinct is realizing that discernment and you're going to laugh because I don't think I've been shared this with you before the moment I realized how much I rely on instinct Mm. and it came over a conversation about making scrambled eggs and (laughs) seriously this is how weird my life is and I was with a boyfriend at the time and he was extremely analytical, measuring, you know, like way, way, way far on that side of things. And I had been making scrambled eggs and he asked me how I made them. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I am so not a cook. So like is one of the few things I actually can at least make edible. And he wanted to know exactly how long I you know, mixed it for? Did I mix it with anything? How high did I put the oven on? How much butter did I put in the pan? And I had no information for him other than it was two eggs (laughs) and no details for him. And he's like, well, how do you know what to do? And that's my, my whole response was the fire is high enough to cook the eggs and not high enough to burn down the house. And I have no more information for you. And he was astounded. And so when I Meet someone like you, it's really interesting to me to know you haven't, you don't feel like you were always like this because Mm -hmm. I so clearly was not always like this. Mm -hmm. So if somebody like you and I have reached is kind of like, I'm sick of my own story. I'm sick of my Mm -hmm. own crap. It's not working. Um, I did my Monday morning Facebook live this morning that I started my journey with a gratitude practice when I, you know, to try to make myself feel better in some ways, I had gotten like crazy person. What would you recommend for someone starting to be interested in controlling, you know, conquering their thoughts and being more in control of the world around them?
1: Yeah, well, what's interesting, Erin, is I, um, I have a true core belief that really I'm not in control of anything. I'm in control of myself, mm-hmm. but, it, and how I react to things. So it's more about self-exploration. And what I mean by that is not in a narcissistic manner, but really about turning the lens of observation. So instead of playing the victim game and going, Oh, that's not happening. And I really would like to do something. and It's not happening because of this external you know, condition that's out there, turning that lens of observation back into myself and looking at it with the lens of curiosity and not judgment, not comparison. So that's the first thing.
0: And I got to tell you, I think that's why it works better when we're older.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is. <laughs> Point too where I don't care. Right. Like, and I think too, Aaron, honestly, it took me moving from Kansas City to North Idaho, 60 miles south of Canada, out in the middle of the wilderness. I mean, not really. I mean, I live in a town, but you know, to to get away from that thought that I needed to do this like cookie cutter approach to things. Yeah. And so it's almost like you need a disruption of some sort. Absolutely you know, part of the catalyst was my mom passing away and looking at that and thinking life is short, you know, and when I look at that and think, wow, you know, I'm approaching the same age that she did when she passed away from breast cancer. I, you know, if I were her and I'm not manifesting this, but I wouldn't have a whole lot of time left. So there's something about that time, that chronos time that Mm -hmm. does kick us into gear. But what you were asking is what can someone do? Honestly, I think we are in this world and we need to help each other. And so I am a firm believer. I have a business coach, even though I'm a business coach, you have a business coach, even though you're a business coach, find somebody to help you because what you've been doing so far, it's, it's not getting you to the point where you want to be. And it's because you're too close to it.
0: You know, and it's so interesting, you know, that was your recommendation. I just had this conversation with somebody who asked me for a book recommendation and I'm an avid reader. I know you're an avid reader. I read everything I get my hands on, but I will also tell you that the changes for the interest level was peaked by reading, but no changes were made by reading because you're still applying it through your own lens.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you wanted to take, you know, find someone who maybe has also read that book, And can help guide you through the changes you're trying to make.
1: Yeah. And I find too that I have to be very careful because sometimes learning can be a crutch for me. Oh, I don't know enough about this, right? To take action. Yeah. And so then I'll be like, oh, I have to study and research and do all this stuff. And two years later, I'm still not doing what I wanted to do. Right. (laughs) So I have to be careful with that. And, and I know you and I've talked about that. And so, yes, the books are awesome. Like you say, but finding somebody to be your Yoda, right? Like, I don't know too many people in this world that don't at least know of star Wars, you know, and Yoda is like this guide who he doesn't tell Luke Skywalker. He doesn't tell all these other people what to do. He just turns around and asks a question.
0: Right. Well, and I had listened to somebody talk about, um, you know, we all know the hero's journey type of storytelling. And, And because of speaking for a living, I study storytelling and I'm always working on it. And we're all into like the hero's journey. But this one speaker I was listening to was talking that even better than the hero is the guide who gets them through it. Yep. that the goal is not to be the hero the goal is to be the guide.
1: Yeah, and that's my mission is to help guide people, help them find their own teacher within because we all have it. We just got to tap into it. Awesome.
0: Well, yeah. that's like a perfect segue. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, how what is the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, thank you Erin. You can follow me on Facebook or under um Debbie Heiser or 3 Vines Consulting. And then my website is it's all spelled out. It's 3 and then V is in Victorconsulting.com. Um feel free to book a 30-minute acceleration um VIP call with me and I would love to chat with you. And I just loved I'm so curious and I love to hear about other people's stories and what makes them tick and um yeah, so would love to speak with anybody. So thank you. And I appreciate being
0: so, so much for joining me. It was awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.